Live from the Fremont Theater in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's special Valentine's Day show, Kiss and Tell. May the narrative be with you. So, I have been scared of love my whole life. And it's not because I'm too cool for love. And it's not because I don't believe in love. In fact, like, I am a bone deep romantic. And I absolutely believe in true love from experience, not my own. I was raised with kind of epic love stories on either side (laughs) of the equation. My grandparents had that fairy tale romance. And there was hardships, and they were separated, but then the hand of fate came in and slapped them silly and got them back together. And there they stayed, absolutely smitten with one another and an honest-to-God partnership until they both died. And so I got to bask in the radiating heat of true love. On the other hand was my mother. Now, my mother loved recklessly and wildly and with utter abandon twice in her life. And both times, she lost the man she loved to horrible tragedy. So I also got to live with the nightmare of devastating heartbreak and despair that comes from lost love. And I was real little, but real like kind of analytical, and I was like, hmm, that does not seem fair. Like, it seems like a big risk to reward ratio. Like, this is not guaranteed. This, you got a better freaking chance of heartbreak than not. So, no thank you. So other little girls are like, hey, I'm gonna wear red, like, not red, but maybe. (laughs) Freudian slip there. White dress for my wedding, and I'm going to write my name, Mrs. So-and-so-and-so, and and I was like, "Mm mm-mm, nada, none of that. Well, and then, of course, puberty hit. So I had to reevaluate some things. Love was still this, like, cliffside boogie monster, no thank you. Sex suddenly seemed really intriguing. Like, I need to kind of explore that. It seemed like a more equitable act (laughs) than risking one's heart. Uh, Because you both went into it and you got something out of it and it just seemed fair. Um, And I got, you know, I got really excited because I was entering high school, which is rife with opportunity. Well, then I entered high school and it was hell, so, (laughs) you know, that was kind of done. But what high school gave me was the opportunity to meet Stacy. And Stacy was the best. She was super cool. She was super smart. We met in chemistry club, so we both were. And super geeks. Um, and that's pretty much where the similarities ended because Stacy was like super tall and athletic and had big blue eyes and this long, glorious spill of sunlit hair. And she could move across the soccer field, because 
get this, she was captain of the girls' soccer team. And she can move across that field with this like animalistic, savage grace that I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> and I could fall over standing still. So, you know, we were different. But despite those differences, there was a sense of recognition. Like there was a connection and there was a click. And we felt like we saw each other in a high school full of misfits, we matched. And so she saved me, like our friendship saved me the first couple of years of high school, and it was wonderful. But she was two years older than I was. So when she graduated early, I was devastated. How am I going to survive this jungle without you? Fortunately, I met a distraction. I had a little part-time job at a pizza shop, and one day they hired a new delivery boy. <laughs> Adam. Adam was real dreamy. Adam was tall and lanky and kind of like his arms and legs were too long for his body, so he was really gawky, but kind of like charmingly so, and surprisingly male. Um, <laughs> But, like, you know, he had the androgynous thing going on, which was awesome. He had this long fall of ginger hair that looked just warm to the touch. And an Adam's apple that I suddenly just really wanted to lick. So definitely, I would say, lust at first sight. And with all the accuracy of a heat-seeking missile, I launched... And what do you know? I got myself a boyfriend. Thanks. So I thought, yes, this will make the sex thing a lot easier. Except one thing, Jesus. I mean, so here's the thing. Adam was Christian and lovely with it, but he was not like, your regular Christian. He was like super Christian. Like, where, like, day of the week, what would Jesus do bracelet Christian? Um, and so I had a boyfriend, but he only wanted to hold hands. I mean, we worked up to kissing, which is fine. But um, so, yeah, so suddenly there I am with a boyfriend in high school holding hands and going on long walks. And uh, so, you know, but I, I rolled with it because for once in my life, it was suddenly nice to kind of feel normal, to feel like I had a recognized connection with somebody. So I could deal. But then, guys, then he started saying, I love you. And then he started talking about marriage and babies. And like right after high school planning, for marriage and six daughters that would look like me and act like me and why? <laughs> and so I, I suddenly found myself heading toward this like cliff with like, and it was all busted and it was crumbling and there was the like love monster sitting there and I was like, oh my God. And there was like this trap 
spring-loaded, poised over my head. And I didn't know what to do because I, 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 didn't, I didn't want the life he was painting. And so I called my friend Stacy, <laughs> who was up at college and having a blast and discovering herself and finding out who she was outside of our little town. And, oh, this you guys need to know. <laughs> Stacy hated Adam, like loathed him, had never met him, but held a deep and utter disdain for this Adam dude. I don't know. And so, you know, I told her everything that was going on, and she was like, oh, my God, you cannot throw yourself away on this boy. And not only could I not throw myself away on this boy, but I had to pack my car and come up immediately and visit her at college because I needed to see what college was like. I needed to figure out what my life could be without him. I was like, that sounds fun. I suddenly felt very sophisticated. <laughs> I'm going to go on an adult road trip, yes! And Adam was like, oh, 24 hours apart, how will I last? And I was like, bye! <laughs> and off I went. And then I got to FSU, and um, I saw Stacy, and it had been several months. And it was wonderful. It was like coming home. And she'd cut her hair, and it was this like cute little dandelion fluff all over her beautiful face. And we ran to each other, and we grabbed each other. And it was there, that connection, right back. And that day was perfect. It was sunny. It was fun. We laughed. She introduced me to her friends. She took me all around the campus. She introduced me to whiskey. Uh, we got really innocently tipsy and stumbled back to her campus apartment. And we're laughing, and we're in her living room, and we're just grinning at each other. Just so happy to be back in each other's company. And then there was that click. And Stacy took my hand, and she led me out of the living room and down the hall and into her bedroom, where she proceeded to thoroughly divest me of any pretense of a heteronormative future. So I woke up the next morning and to little butterfly kisses on my face and I was so filled with this like gold warm warmth all throughout my body and Stacy was whispering Amanda 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 and then she said Amanda I love you Amanda I've always loved you and that warmth went to ice. And all of a sudden, I'm there at the edge of the cliff, and the boogeyman is coming to get me, and the trap over my head is tightening, and I think it's going to snap, and I can't say anything, so I kiss her. And then she says, you have to go home, and you have to break up with Adam. 
And then I will come, or you will come, every weekend we'll be together. And then you'll graduate, and then you'll come out here for college, and then you'll move in with me, and we will be together forever. <sighs> I'll talk to him. And I kissed her goodbye, and I got in the car, and I was in a blind panic because I didn't want the future that she had painted for me, and I didn't want the future that I was driving back to. So there was a crumbling cliff behind me and a crumbling cliff ahead of me, and I didn't know what to do. And then, and then panic met guilt. And guilt reared up out of nowhere and was like, oh, hey, you're an asshole. Welcome to being somebody you didn't think you were. Welcome to being the girl who cheats on her boyfriend with her best friend. Who is that? And so there I was, like panicked, stricken. I don't know what I'm going to do. What do I do? How do I fix this? I didn't regret a thing that I had done, but oh my God, how do I get out of this? And somewhere in that stew was like this great idea. I am going to absolve myself. I am going to give Adam what Stacy gave me. I am going to introduce him to assisted orgasm. Because that shit had blown my mind. And I was like, uh, that will wash away all sins because we all know two sins definitely makes one right. So I rushed back home, and I drove straight to Adam's house, and he came running out and greeting me, and he was so effusive, and he was like, oh my God, I've missed you, I've missed you, I've missed you. And I think, I don't know if maybe he really had missed me that much, or if there was like this dawning realization that maybe I wasn't for keeps. But when he said, I love you, and I've missed you, I want to be with you, I said, well... I think we should make love. So young. And he enthusiastically agreed. Who knew? Uh, but we couldn't do it at his house because Jesus. <laughs> and we couldn't do it at my house because my mother, scarier than God. So what are two kids in Florida supposed to do? The beach. Let me tell you guys something. If there are any virgins out here, do not lose it at the beach. It's not nearly as fun as one would think. But there we were, and secluded, and trying to fumble our way through. And I thought, like, I had some experience behind me now. This should be easy. No, completely different ballgame. I had no idea. Like, I was like, what do I do with this? It's like trying to land a plane. And so, like... It's, but it starts to feel good. Like, it, it's working out. Like, we're figuring it out. And then it felt good until it did not feel good. And then suddenly, I had entered into my pain, the penance part of this situation. And there this boy was, losing his virginity, vanquishing my hymen, and I am learning that sex is not always equitable. <laughs> no. Uh, and I got really pissed because this felt so different 
from last night, but then I was like, I can't feel pissed, so fuck it. Um, mercifully, it was brief, and there he is beside me, and he's got this kind of like blissed out, but still kind of serious expression on his face, and he looks deep into my eyes, and he whispers, Amanda, and I'm like, oh, do not propose to me. Amanda, you know this means we're going to hell. <laughs> All right. Now, I realized that I was definitely in the moral wrong during this situation, but I was pissed. And I lashed out, and I was like, no, 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 no. Here's the deal. You go to hell for something that feels good. So you might go to hell for this. But if I'm going to go to hell, it's going to be because I slept with Stacy. Told you, asshole. And I watched Adam's heartbreak into a million little pieces. And so, a little bit later, I got home, and the phone in my mother's kitchen was ringing, and I knew who it was before I answered. And Stacy's happy, excited, nervous voice comes bubbling out. Did you see him? Did you tell him? What'd he say? How'd he act? Yeah, yeah, Stacy, I, I saw him, and I told him, and I slept with him. And I heard Stacy's heartbreak into a million little pieces. And she never heard my sorry, and the line went dead in my hand. And I stood there with the stupid dial tone buzzing and getting louder and louder in this tiny kitchen and pounding in my head. And I was aching, body and soul, at the dawn of my romantic life, just starting to learn the lesson that I can fear love, I can reject love, but that is no guarantee and no protection against heartbreak. <laughs>